to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer. Chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name's Shane Dwyer and I'm your host throughout the series. And each month I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. And this week we are once again joined by Donna Brennan, Alpha in a Catholic Context Lead for Alpha Australia and Co-Director of the Encounter School of Ministry, the Brisbane Campus, also the co-owner of the Prawnster Restaurant. So Donna, lovely to have you with us again today. And look, I, I noticed there uh, the, uh, the fact that you're the co-director of, of Encounter School of Ministry. Now, what on earth is all that about? Okay, so Encounter School of Ministry is a school that was started in America. And Father Matthias Thielen is the founder of Encounter. And really, it's a two-year study of program that's just about living more. And I... I've spoken in some of our um, recent podcasts about the fact that every morning I will say, what lies have I begun to believe? I learnt that skill and encounter. That was one of our, our first semester is on identity. And it was such a revelation to me of, I thought I knew my identity. And actually, I wasn't claiming the fact that not just that I'm adopted, I'm an heir. Like... You know, he's got one ear. It's me, you know, and that's how he sees me. And so, yeah, Encounter was such a revelation. And I had done a lot of ministry, been involved in the church, but it just brought me alive in a way I hadn't been alive. Mm. There's a whole lot of lurking around in there that it would be interesting for us to unpack. Mm. You know, I, I imagine I, I always try to put myself, I suppose, in the in the position of the person who's listening to this. Yes. And uh, and okay, what are they going to make of it? I think um, would there be a website or something they could have a look at? There is a website. So encounter.org. I don't know the last bit of it. <laughs> but mm. if you look up Encounter School of Ministry, you'll yeah. find it. And we have a Brisbane campus, but it's online. Yeah. So that's the beauty of this study too is you watch your lectures online and then we have every week an activation and you are with students from around Asia Pacific. So at the moment we've got some amazing students like Father Ken Barker is one of the students. Like there's you know, key people from the church around Australia who are actually involved in this, and it's fantastic bringing them together. Oh, that's lovely. And um, is it expensive or...? It's 250 Australian dollars, I think, per term. Mm. Um, we actually don't... It goes to the American org- organisation, so we actually don't get the money. It goes straight to them. Mm. Um, we just do it because we love it. Ma- yeah. Ma- Martin, my husband, and I are both co-directors, mm. and um, he actually does all the f- upfront stuff at the moment, and I'll be doing a class which starts February next year, mm. 
um, year one of Encounter. Well, there you go, everybody. Look, if you're interested in following up on that, there's a little bit of background there from Donna. Um, Donna, we've got, um, as always, uh, our, our little passage of Scripture here. Um, and I'm aware, you know, I was saying to you before, this is a little bit of a tricky passage. Yes. Um, but we'll just work our way through it and, uh, and see what we make of it. Uh, so it's from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Are you happy to read it for us? I am. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture... I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake so that grace as it extends to more and more people may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God so we do not lose heart. So it is. I mean, that's, uh, that's, there's a lot mm. that uh, Paul has this ability um, to put a lot into, uh, into a small passage. And, uh, you know, if... It, when you look at this, you know, where would you start with it? What, what, what really stands out for you? Uh, look, I think there's a few things that, and I struggled with this scripture, and but it was interesting that you chose this one because I was reading Corinthians at the time and I was struck by how Paul talks so personally to the people he's speaking to. Um, but with this, I really thought, we need to sort of stand back and say a couple of things. I love the fact that we also are going to be raised, you know. That really struck me of when, when God is looking at us, he's never saying, and I will hold myself up and you people will be left. You're the, just the minions. You're the servants. It comes back to that identity. We're going to be raised too and we're going to be in his presence, so for me, that was this is a consolation. But yeah, I found it really quite tricky. I thought, wow, what about this? Yes, everything is for your sake. So that grace as it extends to more and more people, like it, every word seems to be held with meaning and I'm nice. not sure what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. And, uh, and it is, it's one of those passages. Um, I didn't indicate the, um, the chapter and verse for this if people want to um, look it up. It's, so it's 2 Corinthians and it's chapter 4 and it's 13 to 16. And, uh, and there you've got Paul and he's, he's really, you've got to understand with Paul that he's, he's writing at a time where... In a sense, he's the first to write about these things. Yeah. Uh, the Gospels hadn't been written yet. Yes. You know, and so he's, he's at the cutting edge and he's trying to communicate his experience of who Jesus is yeah. to a people who are being called into relationship with Jesus Christ. And you can see him really wrestling with the words. Yeah. You know, how do I explain this? You know, and so he's saying, you know, just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture. So he's talking about their faith and saying, you know, we share the same spirit of faith. Mm -hmm. It's in accord with the Scripture. And what's the Scripture say? I believed and, I, and so I spoke. And, and what's he saying? He's saying, 
we enter we we enter in this in, in, into this faith relationship with Jesus Christ, and this causes us to speak. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, what do we speak about? If that's what we've been, you know, what's the, this faith? You know, if you, you're sitting down with somebody who's never heard uh, heard yeah. of Jesus before, or, or the significance of the faith, where do you start? How do you yeah. speak? That's a great point. Actually, when I first moved out here, my daughter was going to primary school, and one of the parents at that school was in a same-sex marriage, and. She felt a bit out of it because she didn't feel accepted. But I really liked her. We got along really well. And one day in the car park, she said to me, I've got this bleeding in my stomach and I'm really worried about it. Now, she wasn't a, a Christian. And I said to her, would you mind if I prayed with you? And she said, yeah, I'd love that. Because I already had a relationship with her. I'm not saying run up to people and pray with them. I think that's a little bit of an imposition, actually. I think this is based on relationship. And so I prayed with her and I started with Jesus. I know how much you love so-and-so and you want her to be healed. She's worried about this illness. She's got two young boys. We're asking for healing in your name, Jesus. Amen. Very simple prayer. She cried. Mm. And she cried because I said, I know you love Rachel. Mm. And she said, well, I don't know he loves me. And I said, but Rachel, I said, I do. I know he loves you. And, yeah, I just thought that's the reality is we have to impart to people love. We have to do it through love. I already had a pre-existing relationship. I didn't run up and start preaching the word of God to an unknown. I actually had worked to have a friendship with her. Yeah. That's one of the things that uh, Pope Francis is really strong about. Um, I often say to people, look, you know, it gets a bit of a hard time but from some, you know, you're, you're not emphasising yeah. um, the rules enough. Yeah. Uh, and he says again and again, look, I'm quite convinced about the teaching of the church. You don't have to worry about that. Yes. I am actually the Pope. <laughs> yeah. I, I have some understanding yeah. <laughs> of these things. But, um, but I want to say to you, his teaching is, um, he says, I want to say to everybody, uh, if it's not founded in love, yeah. And if the people you're talking to do not know that you love them, then you have nothing to say to them. Yeah. And uh, it, you're better to say nothing. Yes. Um, and yet w- when people know that they're loved, you can say, you can say the truth. Yes. And, uh, and they're able to hear it even though that can be hard. Yes. You know, and... Uh, but that can be tricky. We, we, we like to be able to jump to the end point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, but no, but we want to cut through all that and just sort of say, people, you should be doing this and you should be doing that and this is the way you should be doing it. And if you're not doing it, God's not happy. Yeah. Um, we want to get people to the end point without going on the journey with them. Yeah. Um, why do you think we want that? Why, why, why do we avoid the journey? Uh, for a number of reasons, I think, and it also can be individual. I mean, I know sometimes I can be quite an introvert. A lot of people think I'm an extrovert because that's my role and so I play that role. But actually left to my own devices, I'm not an outgoing person. And I always feel like I'm the person at the party. I have nothing to say. I'm the person... I can't imagine that. No, I know. (laughs) I act well, okay. Um, I was trained leadership from a very young age and leadership is necessary to evangelise. So I do put on that persona but I think a lot of people feel un 
worthy, which we've spoken about. They don't feel like they're qualified. They don't feel like they have that charism. And it comes back to a lot of insecurity of, you know, I don't feel like I can be of benefit. However, there is also laziness, mm. you know. We, mm. we struggle to overcome selfishness. I know I do. And when we're talking about the commission that is left to us, which is love, just love in so many ways, like, you know, love others, well, that sounds simple, that's two words, but gee, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I have to say to my kids often who were bickering at some stage, and they're, not, they're adults, and I said to them, grace and mercy is the reflection of Christ. So unless you're showing grace and mercy, this com- this conversation is not warranted. Mm. Mm. I'm a harsh mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing harsh about that. And uh, picking your moment, yeah. you know, when to say those things is um, is often what's tricky. Sometimes I think you know um, we can get a little bit overwhelmed by the thought of. Um, well, I don't know what to do and I don't know when to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what to say and I don't know how to say it. And uh, it comes back to the identity thing yes. that you've referenced a few times. Yeah. You, you only need to act and speak in accord with the, with the reality of who you are. Yeah. You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. Yeah. Uh, and if you're the loved daughter of God, if you're the loved son of God, yeah. just be that uh, and then speak out of that. Yeah, and uh, and you'll know what to say, and you'll know what to do. That's what Jesus says. You know, don't don't prepare your de- your, your defense in advance. Yes, um, just be who you are. Yes, uh, and you focus on that, um, rather than focusing on what you think other people should be. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I like I think that's the reality. Like I have I have to preach in mm. a couple of weeks at an event, and. I can tell you, generally before I get up to do a talk, I will vomit, okay, because I'm so nervous. I I have crippling fear about public speaking. I also, after the event, will be like I'll I'll just be a mess. But the reality is God uses me to speak. And so during the time I'm speaking, I am very comfortable. I'm fine. Um... And I think we do have to actually also perfect our gifts. God does give us gifts that he wants us to use for his benefit, for his glory, for other people to come to know him. And so there is action on our behalf as well. And again, that stems back to when I realise who I am, that I'm a daughter of the king, then I start to move more into you know the things that I can achieve the things that I can perfect the Mm. ways I can be more dynamic because I know who I am Mm. and so I want to do those things even when they're not naturally an inclination for me Mm. public speaking might not be something I love or enjoy but I do know it has effect Mm. and sometimes too I I find that we can overcomplicate things a bit you know, like um, I was talking to a mother recently and she was dealing with her teenage children 
and uh, and she was trying to explain to them why she goes to mass. Uh, they were no longer interested. Yes. You know, you got all that going on. And uh, she tried, and she said, "Oh, I just didn't feel like I had the theology to explain to them what the mass is and why it's important and all that." And she said, "You know, can, um, can I bring them along to your courses?" And <laughs> I said, "Yeah, look, you can, but yeah. um, whether they'll come or not, you know." But um, but I said, "Look, don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Um, answer out of the truth of who you are." Yes. And uh, and something like, "Why do I go to mass?" Um, can be as simple as, "I go to a mass." Because uh, God loves me and I love God, yeah, and uh, and this is where I feel nourished and I feel at home. Yeah, that's that's as powerful, if not more powerful, than uh, I can fully explain what the Eucharist is and uh, and convince somebody why it's real and you know and all that. And if you can do that too, that's fine. Yeah, but um, sometimes it's really simple. Yes. You know, I love God and God loves me. I love what you're saying. I wish I had have heard that 30 years ago because when I first went through my own sort of reversion and becoming an active Catholic, I was so caught up in the pedantics. And I remember during Lent, my poor children, I covered everything in purple. Like my television was covered in purple. Statues around our house were covered in purple. It was like, and nobody could have joy during Lent it was like it was such an extreme and it wasn't a good model you know it's actually like the more I learn about God I'm like everything is about love and so what you spoke about was God loves me if I can impart that that pretty much is the message you know if I can get across the fact that he loves me he loves you then that's what changes hearts. Look, it is, and uh, and as I say, you know, it's often you know very simple. It's um, you know that a friend or a child or something uh, interrupts you while you're sitting down to pray. Yeah. You know what what are you doing? Oh well, I'm just talking to God. Yeah. You know you don't have to be um, overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, and sort of feeling it's you just you just answer simply. Yeah. Out of the truth of who you are, and, and leave the rest to God. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, one of the things that we talk about today is something that we refer to as the new evangelization. Yes. Um, and uh, I've had to answer this question myself over the years. What's new mm. about the evangelization? Um, what do you think it is? Interesting, because. I do think we have had a movement in the church of becoming other person centered where we have had we have had the whole scenario of we exist to provide the sacraments. Mm. And yet I mean you look at people like Pope Paul the 6 who said we exist in order to evangelize. Mm. The church exists in order to evangelize. I think we've had that back to front we think we exist for us and evangelization is the byproduct and yet you know that whole um encyclical was written as modern times well it was what 1976 or something it's like we wouldn't consider that modern times but it still rings true now which mm. is we are not a club for you know the elect mm. we are a home for those who need to be loved, who are broken, who... And I think Pope Francis, again, he, you know, his emphasis on us being a missional church, that we need to reach the margins. And I think 
that can be really confronting and I certainly don't advocate that everyone is called to go to mass in a homeless shelter. That's unique. Most of us are going to mass in our parish church and yet there are still so many people in our lives who are not feeling loved, who are not believing they're loved and they're our mission field. They are. And sometimes it's as simple as, isn't it, where, um, say, in your own parish, and you're just aware, oh, they're so-and-so. You know, I've never really met that person. Yes. You know, and uh, I can't tell you the, the heartbreak where I've dealt with people who have moved away from the church. Yes. Uh, and they'll say something like, no one really cared if I was there or not. Yeah. Uh, I could have come and gone, you know. Uh, and, in fact, one day I just decided not to go back. Yes. And you think, now, how has that happened yeah. in, a, in a place that is meant to be the body of Christ? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that we're brothers and sisters in faith. Um, now, when you're new somewhere, of course you're not going to know everybody. Yes. And, uh, and you and I, you know, we've had the experience mm-hmm. of, you know, um, being new in a city and, and all that. But there comes a point where you, you'll get you got to take responsibility and say, that's my brother over there and I don't even know his name. Yeah. You know, and uh, and what does it mean to... Re- the new evangelization is really about, it seems to me, living the truth yeah. with people. People who think that... Oh, look, I know what this gospel thing's about. You know, I know who Jesus <laughs> is. Um, and that's, that's what's new about it is how do you proclaim the truth to people who think they've already understood yeah. what this is about and yet somehow it hasn't really touched their hearts and their yeah. lives. And that can be hard. Definitely. And I think that's, you know, we have a lot of people who have head knowledge and they will only ever have head knowledge. And there's still blessing in that. Like recently I was looking at this, the sacraments and how we have all of these things are for our edification and for our holiness which is thank you lord i need them i need them desperately but that we also are called to you know have charism so that we can move out build the church Mm. and so you know that that god has covered us he's given us these particular graces through sacraments but he's also given us these char- like these charisms which are hospitality. I mean, you know, yeah. some people feel really uncomfortable with the charismatic gifts where it's like, oh, I don't want the gift of tongues. Okay, well, you know, God never has pushed anything on us. Mm. But there are so many gifts. Teaching, mm. hospitality, mm. you know. Mm. It's like God has given us these charisms and they're not purely for our benefit. Mm. They are to build the church. He wants us to build the church. So that's why he avails those gifts. And I think delving into that area myself, when I really accepted the Holy Spirit and those charisms is when it moved from my head to my heart. Mm. So I think I'm not, you know, saying to everyone, run out and become a charismatic. But what I'm saying is there is a time to be open to the Holy Spirit because it moves me from this jealous being purely a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. Mm. And certainly one of the, the, the things about the Holy Spirit uh, with regard to, I suppose, our faith at times, the Holy Spirit just, just becomes um, something we believe in. Yes. You know, I, I, I believe in God the Father and, you know, and creator of heaven and earth and blah, blah, right on down into the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, rather than 
the 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 living and breathing being yeah. who in, inhabits me and inhabits you and is calling us forward and yeah. and bringing about the mission and the kingdom of God yes. and uh, and is always inviting us to respond and to participate yes. uh, in what the Holy Spirit is doing and uh, it's like no we, we, we happy to believe yeah you know but not to be transformed by yeah um, in whatever way God is calling you and you're quite right it. Each of us is called to do that differently. Yes. Um, it's not about me imitating you and, and no. you imitating me. It's about each of us living the life in the Holy Spirit That's and trusting right. the Holy Spirit to lead us forward. Yeah. Mm. Um, you mentioned in our school, Encounter School of Ministry, and one of the things what I love about our school mm. is we do activations. Mm. Every activation is about you turning to Jesus mm. and asking him something. So it starts with... Early activation is what lies have I begun to believe about myself? But it moves up to, you know, things that are really quite heavy duty, like um, to reveal to me a, a memory that's a hurt in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And everything we do, and that's one th- reason I love Encounter, is it's not about directing people to us. Yeah. It's about let's just improve your conversation with Jesus. And we talk about how you can do that and actually become more intimate with Christ Mm. and so I think for me that's been the key my daughter was watch me I was praying this morning I have a mountain I look out my back window and I can see it's called my prayer mountain I just love it and while I was in London my husband sent me a photo of it so I could pray (laughs) while I was away and she said what are you praying and I said I'm asking Jesus what lies I've begun to believe about myself and I'm asking him to help me love your father better Mm. because and she said, oh, thanks, not me. And I said, if I love him better, I love you better. Mm. And so it's as simple as that. Like my mm. prayer life is not complicated. It's mm. simple. Mm. It's just turning to him and mm. really asking him. Yeah. Look, I can believe that, you know, that's a beautiful place for us to, to, to sort of land on. You know, Donna, you've been, um, it's been lovely talking to you <laughs> over these four sessions and uh, and just to get an insight into, um, I suppose, the thoughts and responses that you have uh, to certain things, and, and how you equate you, you bring them into your own experience, and um, and I suppose the you know the depth of your relationship with God. Um, and I'm sure, look, you, you don't see yourself as perfect. I, <laughs> um, I I'm sure that's the case. But as people are listening to this. You know, just to get the sense that here's a woman who's who's really um, rejoicing in the faith that she's seeking to take seriously, uh, and that's a very inspiring thing uh, to listen to. So, uh, thanks very much for making the time for us over this month. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Shane. I've learned so much from you. So I'm just, I feel like I'm just sitting at the master's feet. Like, thank you, Shane. I'm really enjoyed learning from you. Mm, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, and everybody, um, we'll have another guest um, next month. Uh, I'm not quite sure who yet. Uh, David is getting it organised for us. Um, but uh, but we look forward to that. Uh, and in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, you know the email address now. It's formation at bne.catholic.net.au. God bless everybody. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Going Deeper podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this time with Shane and Donna. If you're interested in the Encounter School of Ministry, 
follow the link in the podcast description. May God bless you in all you do.